Shout out to Fino and Black, this music lover. Quan Burgundy, Silent Ace Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind It's hip-hop infiltrated by a wicked-built industry And me, I'm representing for the underground Independence, Fifth Amendment Freedom of speech, the revolution is pending But it's cool, cause you see we on a mission Television off, this a viral petition Man, and I hope you pay attention The WM48, we keep it real I just, I, I'm too smart for it. I hate when people do it now. I wish if you if you was gonna if you're gonna do something to your hair that you got that is a, a, like black culture, African culture thing that white people hair ain't supposed to do or whatever person your hair ain't supposed to do. And if you're just like I want to do it because I thought it was cool, just let that be your answer every time somebody asks you why you got it. I thought it was cool. Don't be like, I'm a liberal and I'm a Democrat and I understand the plight of your people and Rachel Dolezal is my influence. I watch a lot of Tavis Smiley. I listen to Killer Mike every day. David Ban, I, I went to David Banner class at UCLA. I practice sword fighting with Lupe. Like, don't, don't do that. All of those are the wrong answer. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking about crazy shit white people do now. Zan, fucking popping Zannies. <laughs> Me and Ashley got to talk about this on uh, Wifey Material. Hopefully Friday this week or sometime this week. You're talking about popping Zans? No, 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 no. I don't take no pictures. Like I say, man, everybody listen in. Like, they're going to be talking about. <laughs> That's not where y'all server and donation money is going, I swear. Um, No. I'm about, I'm about to make sure I listen to that episode. You don't, you don't watch my 600 pound life, right? I do not. Don't start <laughs> because it's a terrible addiction. <laughs> But um, they had they had a girl up there this week named Shanae. Nope, I mean, see, I feel like I'm worried about where this is going. Shanae, (laughs) Shanae used the term said I'm knowledged, and I was like, huh? She what? She said I went to college. I got my degree. I'm knowledged. And huh? I about fell out my fucking chair, dog. And she was what, dead. What? What? How? What? I'm confused. So, like, and me and Ashley are going to go into more detail with the specifics. But essentially what? Yeah, just break, yeah, just break this down. It's this part for Essentially, 600, for people who don't know, My 600 Pound Life is a show about people who need to go see... A doctor who does gastric bypasses, lap band surgeries. He's like one of the top leading physicians in that practice, okay? To the point where he has his own television show for it. And it's very serious. It is like intervention, but for your stomach. And yeah, that, that same, like, I don't know if he's like Asian or Indian he's or Indian. something. He's Indian. He's doctor now. He's Indian. Yeah. And um, I assume he's Indian. But, um, 
so the episode basically follows these people who are over 600 pounds and makes sense it shows how they live their life how their diets are terrible like they consume like 10,000 plus calories a day and then they show the next stage which is they go see Dr. Now and Dr. Now basically challenges them to prove that they deserve to get this weight loss surgery because one of the biggest misconceptions about weight loss surgery is that the weight just falls off by itself and you don't have to do anything and you can you can continue with the bad habits you had that got you to the point that where you need weight loss surgery. Yeah, cause don't you gotta like lose a certain amount of weight before you even get the weight loss surgery? It, it depends. It's it's for different people, but basically if you are over a certain weight, they can't do the surgery because it's life threatening for them to even do surgery on you at that size. So the challenge that makes sense. Yeah, the challenge is more of a you know, how determined are you, how dedicated, how uh will you follow the regimen that is required for this weight loss surgery to even work because as Shanae put it, it's a tool. The weight loss surgery is just a tool. Um so essentially in this episode the first challenge was for Sinead to lose like 30 pounds. And she, All right. Did Sinead do it? She gained 28. Ooh. Ooh, Sinead. So then the next challenge was for her to lose 30 pounds again. Uh, so basically lose the weight she gained. And she gained like 19. Oh, Sinead. Sinead, baby. Nah, this ain't, this ain't for you. So then they put her. So then they have another program where they'll just bring you in. They'll admit you. And put you on a strict 1,200 calorie a day diet at the hospital. Well, Sinead's husband was sneaking whole pieces into the hospital. Wow. <laughs> what? And that's as, that's as detailed as I'm going to get. Because you're going to have to listen to Wifey Material. Because this episode was so good, y'all. It was so much terrible shit in this episode with this girl. Nigga, are you real, man? I, all I kept thinking was her husband was so damn dumb that I, I, I feel like when he brought her the whole pizza to dispose and have the box... He took it out into the waiting room and put it on top of one of them little small trash cans by the chairs. <laughs> so, so it was just a big ass piece of box sitting on top of a little trash can. And he was like, I hid it. <laughs> he was like, he went ready. They'll never know it was you with the pizza. I just, it was one of those episodes where you really needed. If we could live watch it as a group, oh my god! It <laughs> just it would be like, so much like roasting. Just dog. doing like you're doing it in the hospital. You know what I mean? Like you're in the hospital to try to lose weight, and then you're just eating and sneaking food in there. <laughs> what what always kills me with these with these shows? I think my favorite thing. Is how is how blown I am when I see that they talk to the people that bathed and get them food. They talk to them like shit. 
I'm like, you are 600 pounds of can't move. And you are talking shit to the person that has to wash your ass every day. And the person that cooks you food every day. Because you mm. can't do none of this stuff yourself. Some of these people can't there, even man. walk. Some of these people cannot walk. And they be talking so much shit lying on their back. It's just a broken cycle of people all linked together over some tragedy that that happened. Because a lot of that stuff, when people think, "Oh, you, they just can't stop eating," no, and they did a, they did a like a serious study on this that I read a while. Oh ago. yeah, a lot of that shit is emotional. It's 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 terribly emotional because they're all dealing with something that they never got over, and they think like shows like this, which I'm glad this season started doing, like uh, sending them to therapists and stuff. But while doing before even doing the surgery or while, you know, after they get the surgery done, because getting the weight loss surgery is not going to stop them from gaining the weight because they're gaining the weight due to some type of abuse they experienced and a depression from it. That is their that that is the way they protect themselves now. And a lot of it, most of the time, is sexual abuse. They were abused by aunt or uncle, family member, father. And the bo- the men and the women, most of it is sexual abuse. So they use being big as a way to deter that type of abuse in the future. So if you get a weight loss surgery, that doesn't really help them get out of the mind frame of I need to eat to protect myself. And there was a study that was done where they noticed all of these people who go on like biggest loser and stuff, they would drop all of this weight and then they would gain it right back and some of that had to do with the way their their bodies would go into this really protective starvation mode where it didn't matter how hard they worked out at the gym or how crazy their diet was their body thought because they had been put through this rigorous dieting for this show that it was in it was in like starvation overhaul mode and it would essentially hold on to everything that it could despite these people working out yeah, and places you know, like especially like stuff like Biggest Loser and stuff, they were they were doing they weren't doing lifestyle changes. They were doing what can we put you through so that you lose all the weight that you possibly can right now. So like, they weren't trying to change people's lifestyles. So when people went home and had the same lifestyle, <laughs> plus mix that with the biology, and then yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. And it was it was actually like it was crazy because when they wrote the article, they were kind of like, this is how smart the body is. This is how strong willed the body is. And your body is adaptive as yeah, fuck. If man. You, and it knows way more about itself than you do. Or but you can also like break your body. That's essentially what was happening here. These people had broken you know, the, the systems in their body or the alerts in their body that let the body know how to, to handle food, how to metabolize, etc. They had broken it. And now it was just like, yo, everything needs to be stored as fat. Everything. So these people couldn't drop the weight they were gaining back. But the other thing that they noticed in line with the weight gain was the fact that People who had been abused that had dropped huge amounts away from surgery gained it all back um, 
because they were still not fixed from the abuse. And that's all they knew, right? Some of them went into depression over being small. You know, they felt they felt less protected, so they gained it all back because in their mind, they were going to get hurt being that size, being the smallest size. And I remember I tweeted, I was like, yo, um, my signature power of life needs to be giving these people therapy before they give them the surgery or at least after they've gotten the surgery. Like that needs to be part of the physical therapy or that needs to be part of the dieting program that they get put on. Yeah, you got you got to hit it from like a holistic pr- approach. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how you can force these people to go to therapy. You know, because they got you. You can make yeah. You can make it a part of a part of getting this surgery, a part of getting all this stuff. This is a part of this is a person that's on your medical team. So if you're not willing to agree to all of that, then you're not going to got to go somewhere else. Uh, another thing that um, we actually had a conversation about that was interesting was the fact that uh, the the correlation between poverty. And it's extreme morbid weight gain. Yeah, I think man. People like, assume... You don't have access to good fresh foods. You got access to a lot of cheaper foods. A lot of cheaper foods are usually high in fat, high in sodium, high in stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Is you know people miscon they they have this misconception that if you're poor, then your ribs are touching, but. Just as there's somebody who, you know, is 25 years old, starving, weighing 105 pounds because they can't they can't find food to eat. There's also people who, because their families are poor, because they come from poverty, they don't have a good food knowledge. They're not knowledgeable enough in food. And they end up becoming obese because, like Twan said, they don't have access to fresh foods. They don't know. They don't even know what fresh foods are and they don't have the time. If they did have access to fresh foods, they don't have the time to properly prepare meals because they work all the time. They're raising kids by themselves, especially like these women, black women in general, in these situations, white and white women too. A lot of, a lot of like what, what some people would consider trashy white people, but just poor white people as well is all it is. Just poor white people. Like it's poor black people. They have issues with weight gain as well because they're in line at KFC just like the black woman that just got off work after working a 10-hour day and has to go home and raise her two or three kids as well, or maybe more. And the shit, like, and shit just expensive. You know, like, there's no reason why you can go down the aisle and see a whole ass load of, like, I remember, like, you see a whole ass load of, like, Snacks and popcorn, they like a dollar, two dollars a bag or something like that, right? But then that one popcorn that's supposed to be a little bit healthier and shit, right? That's just four dollars. Four, bruh, a, a can. You know what I mean? A can so of you telling me peanuts. that like less less ingredients is that an extra two or three dollars? Like that's how a lot of people get priced out yep. of health. Even out for the for the for the studio. Just so I had something to snack on, so I didn't eat nothing crazy, right? I just went to CVS and I picked up a can of uh, honey roasted mixed nuts, and it is a ten ounce can. This shit is six dollars. I got it on sale for like three or four, but regularly priced is five ninety nine. 
for a yeah, can of saying, peanuts, man. dog. Hot Cheetos, two dollars, bruh, <laughs> bruh. You know, you know what I'm saying. Jalapeno Cheetos like, is yeah, they they're a dollar ninety nine. But a can of peanuts, a ten ounce can of peanuts, which is more Cheetos than you would get in that bag that's half air, half Cheetos, is six dollars. And this is a healthiest snack for you to have. Not saying that honey roasted peanuts are great for you. Okay, you shouldn't sit and devour uh, a couple handfuls of honey roasted peanuts and think, man, I'm about to burn this weight off. Okay, that's not how it works. But considering the other snacks that people take on, it's better for you and it's all protein. Man, but like, the pe- like, some people don't understand. Like, this truck is it, expensive. Like, if you're sitting here, like, I can go and buy one meal of good food or I can get something that's a little bit less good, but I can spread that same amount of money out for a week of food. If my money tight, all right, I, I know what I'm doing. Yep. And then, and, uh, and for a lot of people, if, you know, especially when you got kids, if you grow up like that, it's hard to break that habit. Yep. Like, I can know, I know I, like, I pinched pennies when it came to, you know, stuff. We weren't, we weren't poor, but I remember times when we were down there. You know what I mean? And now I won't go to the store now. And I still had that part of my mind of being like, that's way too much for something. That's way too much for this shit, you know? It. I don't know. My, I know. I know. My family did it for a while. But my family's like, it really did depend on the day. It really did depend on just how much stuff we had done through that day. But I know when I would, when we were younger, and my parents were probably making less money and working multiple jobs. Both my parents worked multiple jobs when I was younger. Um, that was it was more of an occurrence to stop for fast food. But as we got older, my sister started playing sports more. I started playing sports more. Whatever. We were home more often because they both got stable, like steady jobs, okay, like good paying jobs, and they were steady work hours. There was more cooking at home after that, so we still ate out, still ate fast food, uh, but it definitely wasn't as bad as when we were younger, and, and a lot of that did depend on time and poverty. Yeah. So when you watch these shows and. Man, you see these people, they 600 pounds, and they eating whole pizzas and shit. Well, a whole pizza, you can get two whole pieces from Domino's for like, what, $8? $10? Yeah. You can't, how many How many groceries can you get for $10? Like, like you, then, you're trying to eat fresh. And if you if you talk about somebody getting like frozen some shit, that's, you know, you take an extra $3 off of that. If, if you're trying to get some fruit, that man, a bag of apples, Shh. a bag of apples and a bag yeah. of oranges, more than ten dollars. Yeah, if it, yeah, if it ain't if it ain't in season, you know what I mean. Your ass gonna pay some money for it. And then some of these people, they don't have nowhere to put this food. They don't have like working refrigerators and stuff in their homes. I look, I done paid sixty seven dollars on just fresh like vegetables and fruits. And I'd be like, man, I done ate all these damn fruits in like a, in less than a week, <laughs> in a couple of days. I'm like, this, this, this sixty damn dollar, like this is a lot. I'm, about, I'm a gonna go and start planting my own shit. Man, I, I had um, cause that juicing gets expensive, and I ain't talking about juicing where you got a juice extractor and you like that. That is really expensive, cause one orange is like an ounce and a half of orange juice. That, <laughs> that's a whole different type of juicing right there. You working for that juice? 
I'm talking more like Nutribullet, Ninja type juicing. Uh, so basically blending, smoothie blending. Even that, like buying fresh kale, buying apples, oranges, a mixture of stuff so you get the right nutrients that you need. Because you can't just get the right, the correct nutrients from kale and banana or kale and apple. You got to mix it up. You got to put uh, walnuts and stuff in that shit. You got to use, uh, what is it, yogurt, um, stuff. You got to put that in there, Greek, like Greek yogurt. I was about to say geek yogurt. Greek yogurt um, is better for you to get a protein and stuff. You got to thicken it out. Maybe you might use some essentials like flax seeds or you can use sunflower seeds, all types of stuff to put in there. That shit gets expensive. The cheapest part of it is the frozen bag fruits that you get. And some of those aren't even really that cheap. They're just cheaper than buying a fresh fruit. Like frozen mixed fruit bag can run you like $8 up here. And that's a, that's a good amount of food. I think it's like two to four pound bag of frozen fruit. But like a frozen bag of like blackberries or blueberries, man, that should be four, four, four ninety nine, five dollars for damn you might as eight go, ounces. You might as well go in the woods. That, <laughs> sh- that yeah. should be exp- oh yeah, and a, a a container of blueberries, like fresh blueberries. My God, that little ass container be a smooth six dollars. Same thing with strawberries, man. It's just be expensive. Yeah, like and like one of the things you gotta learn when you're trying to eat healthier, you gotta learn to eat within season. Cause you can drop your prices down. Yeah. But also learning simple, quick meals that are filling, but that aren't that like won't kill you. You know, I know for 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 us, we started getting like home fresh and stuff, like you know when they deliver shit to you. Yeah, even Hello Fresh, right? Because Ashley's doing yeah, Hello right Fresh. Now. Yeah, we got that, and we got a bunch of recipes that we ended up stopped getting it because you know, and we I even checked the price. Like when you the, the price is pretty much with if you went and bought all the groceries and shit like that. I think but like Hello. once you get a once you get a cut like and and get some of the recipes and get some of the books and stuff, you start seeing like okay, this stuff. To make like a cool meal is not a lot. Nope. Doesn't take a lot of energy and stuff. So you can start you'll start going and shopping for that stuff yourself, knowing that I can make this in 20, 30 minutes. I, I get it if I know that some people do it when they're trying to like uh when they're trying to what is the word that I'm looking for? No. I'm 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 trying to think of a way to say it's not preserved. It's not really contained. But it's more like to be able to measure out to know exactly how much of the food you're... So portioning. That's the word I was looking for. I could not okay. get portioning for some fucking reason. If you have I somebody see. that's trying to portion properly or at least regularly what they eat for a certain amount of calories, a certain type of diet, HelloFresh can be really good for that. I know uh, one of our... I think Demetria from Bad and Boozy does that. She, like, you know, two weeks worth of food. She can portion out her meals for the day or whatnot. And, you know, she runs and a bunch of other stuff. But also, like you were saying, man, you can use HelloFresh to do one meal a week, two meals a week. And that gives you a set of ingredients. And you can use those ingredients. And it's very simple. It ain't like they sending you some shit that you can't find in the grocery store. All of the stuff they sent you, they send you is stuff you can find in the grocery store. 
and it's portioned for like serving one person, serving two person. What I've done with what you know Ashley and I do is if she does a Hello Fresh, which she does, you know, occasionally, then we look at the portioning size and we're like, okay, this is for two people. And typically, you should just follow that. If you eat it and you're not full, drink some water. But, like, let that be your portion for the night. Don't go back and be like, okay, now I'm going to make a sandwich, too, because I ain't full yet. You yeah, because a lot of like, cause a lot of stuff you realize, like, all right, man, I'm eating because I think I should eat, not necessarily because I'm hungry. I'm yep. used to eating this much. Mm-hmm. All of this being stuff like, oh, point. I'm actually hungry. Drink liquids all day. You definitely spread out how you eat. I've noticed that my body definitely works differently when I eat at certain times of the day. Then the other day I had eaten at like seven in the morning and around maybe ten thirty, my body was screaming for something to eat. I don't know what I had did between the hours of seven and ten thirty. But it was enough for my metabolism to have killed everything I had put in it that morning. So by the time I got to lunch, I was hungry as if I hadn't ate, which I feel like is a better feeling than when you eat lunch and you get full and bloated and you can't walk around and your body ain't really trying to digest that shit. You're just holding on to it. So you feel like Jigglypuff for like two hours. You just got to learn how your body works and shit. And that's why you need to watch my 600 pound life because you can learn all of the stuff we just talked about from watching one episode <laughs> of one my episode. 600 one episode of my 600 pound life can educate the shit out of you while you watch somebody do some of the dumbest damn things possible to try and kill themselves with food. Ain't even good food. I think that's that that bothers me the worst about it. It's not even good food that's making them six hundred pounds. I can see if you had a southern grandmama who had diabetes in one leg but still cooked soul food every Sunday. And she was cooking biscuits and gravy and fried chicken and oven baked mashed potatoes and potato salad that don't have carrots in them. Baked. Oh no, not my bad, not oven baked mashed potatoes, oven baked macaroni and cheese, excuse me. Uh, actual potato mash, mashed potatoes with a butter be sitting in the middle and they soak up all the potato. Like, when like not, and not like a little piece of butter, like a, a quarter of the stick. Nah, like just, a, in uh, the, just in the middle of the butter. Yeah, a, a ladle of butter, I think is the best yeah. way to turn. A ladle of butter. You, you, you still gotta you still gotta, you know, mix that shit in so it melts. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta punch a hole in the potatoes and watch the butter sink in and spread like, you know, water the roots. Yeah, yeah. So the potato get creamy. I could see if yeah, you though. had a grandmother like that up in your house cooking like that every day, and that's why you were six hundred pounds. But typically, that ain't even the fucking case. People who eat country good don't tend to be super huge because they still eating fresh foods. They ain't cooking it the best. And 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 usually, yeah, you tend to be moving a little bit more. Like you know, a lot of land, eating a lot of foods, and being you know a lot of that stuff that people eat. You know that especially when you go, you talking like country and stuff like that. You also had motherfuckers going out there working on farms and shit. <laughs> it's like you know what I mean. Like they're going to put some work in. Now we eat it and go sit down. Right. So that that's one thing I had to watch with lunch, because we can go out, we can go sit down in the spot and have a nice little lunch, but then you gonna come back and sit down in the cubicle. So. Really gotta like gauge that. 
it's a five guys right down the street from my job. It's like four minutes away. Quick, easy, delicious. Don't you? I we probably go there maybe once every two months. Cause you just we just be like this shit is bad for you. It's good, but eating this shit and then coming back and sitting in your cubicle. Even the white people at my job use itis now. Man, I got the itis. You said the white people at your they job. They do. I got itis. the itis. Nope, I can't. I can't do it with that. <laughs> I can't. I got the itis. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> you got the itis. I got the itis. <laughs> I'll be, be like, why they always stealing that shit? But yeah, they get it. That hmm, you start eating all of that shit, man. You're gonna tear your whole inside up. You're gonna tear everything up. Sitting at home, can't move, <clears throat> can't do laundry, can't do nothing. You get tired. Fucking <laughs> food sitting in your stomach. Go to restaurants, can't squeeze in a booth. Can't sit at the booth, can I sit at the table? The table got more space. I remember when my dad lost all, like, and he's he going to the gym regularly now. I remember when he first talked to me after losing all that weight he lost. And he was like, man, go out to eat. And I'm sitting in the booth, and the amount of room that I had between, like, the table and my stomach was just, I, I ain't, it's probably been about 30-some years since I'd have had that much space sitting in the booth. That shit's real, though. That's why I'm like now I'm just I ain't I ain't put like running or anything into my shit, but I just started like push ups and shit in the morning. I can't do that. Slow man, start. Man. I don't have people I don't have people like running. Bruh, I don't get it. I ain't got nothing to run I don't from. Like, I like running. Like, yeah, I gotta be running from something. I be in my own house. I'd be like, where I'm running from though. The television, you run to the television. Television is a beautiful thing. I don't know how I'm supposed to run. I don't know dude. Nah. Nah. There's other like there's other cardio stuff I could do, but like running like now nah, why why am I doing this? Ashley be going downstairs. Ashley go downstairs and hop on the bike at six in the morning like she training for the police academy and shit. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you doing. She be down there pedaling and she do that like burst pedaling, so she'll pedal steady for you know a couple minutes and then all of a sudden you hear the machine rocking. I'm like this motherfucker about to take off. <laughs> <laughs> She gonna put a hole in the roof. Do you hear it slow down? Did you? I'm like, what the fuck? Down there sounding like a propeller that don't know if it wanna stay or go. I need to get on there and do the same thing. I need to be down there sounding like a fucking propeller, my damn self. Nobody wants to sound like a propeller. I need like I need I need more like a. I just like high energy burning like activities. Fucking like running and biking, man. I need something where like like they used to make us doing football training. Where it's all you yeah, just I mean, body. I, I feel you on that, but you that shit hurts. <laughs> That's what I need though. I need to do that. I can't I don't know, something about like the stationary bike shit. Just be like, uh, uh I don't feel like I don't feel like my ROI. It's high enough with those. You know, as Richard would say, my ROI ain't good. On the bike, I feel like if I'm crawling around on the ground like Spider-Man and crabbing and shit, even if I'm only doing that for 10 or 15 minutes, I feel like I did something, 
right? So then the next time I'd be like, I want to do something versus having to put, and it's also time consuming, man. You be like, they be like, just get on the bike for an hour. That's an hour, nigga. That's an hour, That's nigga. That's an hour, nigga. Just, <laughs> you get, you go to work. You go to work at nine in the morning. You get off at four. You don't get home because of traffic till five, five thirty. You tell somebody to hop on the bike for an hour. And I don't know what y'all be doing. I got shit to do. I got podcasts to edit. I got screeners to go to. I got to find somewhere in between that to spend time with Ashley. Watch TV, which I know is not an excuse. TV watching should not be an excuse of a working out, but nigga, this is real life. I don't want to get hit by a bus tomorrow and realize that I didn't see that season finale of Insecure because I decided to do an hour on the bike that day, not knowing that it was going to be my last day on this earth. <laughs> so that's how I be thinking. It's, it's morbid, but it's real. Yeah, like, man, I, I supposed to be running. <laughs> God. That's all I did in my life. Yeah. I just ran. You know, I, and, and, you know, sometimes I should have I should have been on a bike instead of doing what I did. Like Monday, I took two hours and went to see Rampage. That's two hours I could have spent on the bike doing something healthy for myself instead of going to see fucking Rampage. How was that? Was it at least entertaining? Sure. Sure. I guess. I. It's really, really, really fucking stupid. I mean, we... I knew that. I can do a certain level of stupid. And then there's a certain level of stupid where they're doing too much stupid unnecessarily. I mean, it's the the 80s video game about monsters fucking up buildings. Like, I don't know how y'all even... I don't know who read like this as a movie in the first place. I don't know why you need a script. For a film Good like point. This. Yeah, you don't need a script. There's but no there need is a script to have dialogue Bruh, in these movies. There's not a super amount of dialogue, but the script, but the Rock talks way more than he needs to. Every character is a caricature instead of a character. Like you know, the Rock is he's he's uh what's my man that died because he got stabbed by the stingray? Uh, um, uh, Crocodile Hunter. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. So he's like the Steve Irwin of this of whatever zoo he work at with the gorillas. Okay, think think of the way Chris Pratt was in Jurassic Park with them uh, Velociraptors. That's what Wayne Johnson is in Rampage with the gorillas. Also, he worked he worked with primatologists too. Sure. Silverbacks. Yeah. To prepare for this role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always wonder like how do you work with these people to prepare for a role. With a CGI nigga. monkey, like, I, okay. like, I'm glad you like, got there like, before I was because that was exactly where I was going after you said that. Because I just got an email to interview the dude that did the damn the the, the motion capture for George. Yeah, yeah, like hey, they what you need a promotion for? We we it's, it's, it you you talking to a guy like so when you, ain't. so when you're talking to this dude, you can talk to him like he's an ape, which is reverse racism, but because you know the motion capture guy's white. But so that's Dwayne Johnson's character. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it playing Negan without his bat. Yeah, was he supposed to be a bad guy or a good guy? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that information out there, you know, if anybody wants to go see it. I will say this. He's playing like a Texas Ranger 
who is in the military, but a suit in the military. And he literally walks around the whole movie leaning and cursive. That might not make sense to you now, but when you go, if you go see the movie, you'll understand what I meant by leaning and cursive. And he has the biggest fucking gun tucked in his pocket that is constantly hanging out the whole film. He jumps out of planes. He almost gets crushed by buildings. whole lot of shit happens to Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this film. That gun never falls out of his pocket. It stays holstered the same way. The Does whole he ever film. use it? It's, 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 it's an existential representation of his dick. He never gets to use it, but it's for women to, to see, to just look at his dick the whole film. Right, that's what they like. His gun, look how big his gun is. Get it? Ha ha ha. Um, there's a black scientist character, you know, no, Nomi Harris or whatever. Um, there's evil villain characters that are so goddamn stupid that they did not need to be there. Like, you already had a wolf bat, a gorilla, and an alligator in the trailer, right? So why do you need actual human villains? Yeah, you don't need that. I I want this to be Pacific Rim with animals. See, that's the problem though. Pacific Rim 2 also had human villains. Charlie Day is the villain in Pacific Rim 2. So The good guy from the from the from the first movie? Yes. Yes. He is the villain in the second one. So, but you you shouldn't need them, right? Because you got Jaegers and monsters. Why? Why do why do you need human element villains in this situation? And the only answer they really can give you is to push the story along, because I guess the monsters can't talk to each other. So you need a human element. To build plot. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I got movie pass. So. Yeah, that's just it's it's absolutely a movie pass. Yeah, my guy is so stupid. Did you see San Andreas? Yes. It's by the same dude who did San Andreas. Oh yeah. So by the 18th time the Rock finds a helicopter, just know that it's by the same dude who did San Andreas. All right. Cause I remember we, were, we went to watch that and we were entertained. We were like, "Ah, right, so you just found your daughter in in a major metropolitan area of debris <laughs> during a disaster of fallen debris." We can hug. also also you took a dinghy up at a tidal wave. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, you if you think that's bad, I guess. Okay, so we might need to do. We might need to do. A say yes to the death for Rampage. Because if you go see it, my nigga, just remember all of the stupid science that's about to get thrown at your face in this movie. There are some broken physics in Rampage that they even try to explain with bullshit broken physics logic. I was just, I was sitting in my seat with my arms crossed like, nope, this is supposed to be about monsters fighting monsters. Y'all didn't need to do this. Y'all did not need to do science one-on-one for dummies on Saturday mornings. 
This is not Bill Try the Science guy. Why are y'all doing this? And they still did it. That's good to know. Yeah. It's Alchemist Brotherhood physics. It's physics that don't exist. This, uh, you gotta love it when they do stuff like that. You gotta love it. We can surf this building. No, you can't. That's no. Mm-mm. Yeah, like, because at the point, look, when I see giant monsters that used to be there by some mist, don't give me actual reason and plot point why this could happen. No. <laughs> Just. Hey, man, you know what's going on? No, the fuck we know. I woke up, the gorilla was bigger. Cool. That's, that's, it. that's all the science I need right and there. And now I don't we need, need to stop no, I don't need no, oh, the mist is from this place, from this special place. Nope, don't need that. <laughs> that's not why I came here. We're working on a eugenics formula that's going to solve uh, Einstein's E equals MC squared. Quick. No, 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 nope, stop, nope. please. No. I didn't ask for any of that. Monsters. Buildings, people, help. That's the whole movie. That's it. It's don't add nothing else. Is there a family issue? Fuck family issues. Kids don't Yeah, we got time for that shit. Kids we don't care when it's monsters. Shit. There's a wolf and it's like a bat. We, we we need to be looking at the wolf bat. Not trying to fix our marriage, San Andreas. All of California is falling apart and y'all trying to reestablish footing in y'all relationship. No. I might come save you because you my child's mother. But we ain't about to yeah, have no heart. You, you know, I ain't going to let, let you die. But. Oh, I my God. We need a disaster movie podcast. Because did you have you. When was the last time you saw 2012 with uh with Cusack? Oh, with John man, Cusack? It's been, it's been a while. And look, that's why we went to see San Andreas. Because uh, uh, my girl loves disaster movies. Just for the absurdity of them. Like day after tomorrow, the day after tomorrow is one of my favorites. I watch that shit every time I see a song. It makes and the one no where sense. they ended up like having some ship or some shit was that 2012. No, they, they tried to put everybody on the ship. 20, 2012 was when they tried to put everybody on the Noah's Ark ships. Yes. Okay. Uh, t- day after tomorrow was when the the sun went on a school trip to New York, and New York completely froze over, and the father had to go get them. By traveling all the way from like Florida or Georgia up to New York on was foot. It, uh, wasn't that the one? Nah. That wasn't the one with Jake Gyllenhaal, was it? Yes. As the son? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I believe Jake Gyllenhaal was the son. I believe he was. I, I think he was the son. I want to make sure. Dang, cause it, I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was older than that. But then again, Day After Tomorrow is pretty old. When did that? that came, yeah, that came out in 2004. Dennis Quaid. Was Jake Gyllenhaal his son? Yep, 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 yep. Jake Gyllenhaal was his son. Yeah, because I remember at one point, yeah, he went like a school trip. And I remember him trying to, at one point, they were trying to rush to get in a library. I don't know if they were running for like a title wave or some shit. They were, they were okay, so the city gets flooded. And they were running from a tidal wave that was coming down the city, and they ran into like this national public library. But my favorite part is when the temperature drops so fast that everything starts freezing instantly, right? 
So oh, yes. They, I'm like, you know how fucking cold it has to be for shit to insta freeze. So <laughs> so they so to keep the cold out, they just close the doors in the library. Like they can see the cold coming up the steps freezing. And they're like, close the door. And they close the door and that keeps the cold out. Like again, do you know how cold it has to be for for you to just shit this freeze like that? Like like instantly. And I remember in 2004 when I first saw the movie and they did that, I was like, well, that makes sense because those are really, really big, heavy doors. So it would take a lot for the cold to get through. You realize a lot of times the first time you watch a movie, unless it's extremely stupid, like if they got enough action, your, your mind will cut the fuck off. Yeah, I, I've seen I, it happen to a lot. I've been a lot trying of times to justify to that shit though. Like I legit tried to justify why shutting the door would keep insta cold out. And in my mind, it made sense because the library had big heavy doors. If they had been all the other doors that the cold got through, hey, hey but the, the library, library doors kept the water out. <laughs> so, bruh, you was the the you was supposed to automatically just assume like, yeah, it's gonna keep all the all the cold out too. I think, but 2012 just makes no sense to me because that not not that it just makes no sense to me, right? But so many people died so fast, and John Cusack was able to escape all of this death in a limousine. <laughs> oh, I might have to go back and rewatch these. Yeah, we gotta do some. I'm telling you, we gotta do this because disaster the, movies, man. The CGI. The CGI gets so damn bad in 2012 with that damn limousine shit. And like they kill a character for they kill so many characters for no reason. Like one woman got trapped in between two uh metal activated doors that rose up uh because an alarm system went off and she ended up drowning and they literally brought the doors down like 2 seconds after she drowned. They had the the Russian father who kept stealing planes because he was a really important person, and they used his passes to get on the ship, and he ended up dying because he threw his son up onto the platform to get on the ship, and he fell yes, to his death. Yes, yes, I remember that nigga. I remember him. And he yelled all the way down. He was like, Rah. <laughs> I remember that nigga. But in Russian, Rah. all the way to the ground. Because, like, throwing the child up was the one, like, selfless thing he did. Yeah, supposedly. Yes. Saving, yeah, his, it was... saving his own children. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to go back and watch this. It's I'm so bad. to go back and watch these. And the dialogue. The dialogue is so unnecessary. Like, the whole house is falling down around them, and the wife doesn't want to leave. John has to drag her to get in the car. Literally, the house is splitting in half, and she's like, "We can't leave our house." Like, yeah, we can. <laughs> Shit is splitting. <laughs> it's a duplex her, now. We can't stay here. And just so her, I hate when disaster movies do this. So they, all, the situation is always that uh, a couple that is divorced ends up getting back together at the end because, like, the wife realizes that she's still in love with her husband, even though she's been married to a new dude for like five years, and he's been helping raise her kids. And that's that's not how a divorce should work at all. You should just be able to leave yeah. a new person because 
you know. Also, also, all these guys always uh, like when they get divorced, they always go cross country to to help their ex wives <laughs> make sure they're safe. Yeah, I gotta go help my wife. But then the wives always marry some stick up the ass douche with glasses. Like 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 shirt tucked in, button always buttons the top button. Nerdy dude that she marries that would not be able to save them at all in any disaster. In 2012, the dude that the wife marries is can actually fly a plane or has taken plane classes, which is why they need him. So he can randomly fly a plane as the ground is falling from under them. He took one flying lesson and knows how to fly any plane now. We won't talk about that. He ends up dying by falling in between two gears. Like he, John Cusack is trying to save him from falling in between two gears and he ends up getting crushed enough. And all I kept thinking was John won't really try to save him though. Cause John was trying to get back with his wife. So this was perfect. <laughs> John had other things on his mind. But it was like, save me, save me. Ah, crunch, 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 crunch. And then 20 minutes later, the ex-wife is like, hey, where's my new husband? And John is like, he he like uh... And she's like, we have to go back and get him. And it's like, there is no him to get. <laughs> said that. Him, him is gone. Him, him, him no there. No more. <laughs> There's no him to go get. No him. No and him at all. Then 15 minutes later, they kissing because they back together now. They in love again. Because they both just survived the end of this world, at the end of the world, and that's a sign from God that they should be together. I don't, I don't even know. What do we call a disaster movie podcast? Disaster podcast? What do we, <laughs> like, what do we call it? I don't know, but we 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 gotta we gotta do one now because I've watched enough of these to be like yes. <laughs> There's so many disaster movies that are just terrible. Volcano. Oh, oh man. The dude in Volcano. Hold up, was that the one with Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, yeah, because Dante's Peak is the one with 007. Yeah, cause yeah, Volcano's the one that they could use like um like uh. Those little concrete barriers that you see in interstates to divert the, the lava and shit. Bruh, bruh. The, the scene, <laughs> remember the scene where old boy sacrificed himself in the subway by jumping? Yeah, he jumped <laughs> and landed in the lava. Like, ah! He, but through the kid. He threw the body. He was holding a full-grown <laughs> person as he did this. And all I kept thinking was, there was no other way for this for you to get out of this? Like he jumped in and he just burned and they just watched him. Like, listen, if I got to save somebody and my only choice is to jump in lava and throw you the body, as soon as you get the body, shoot me in the head, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch me shrink. <laughs> Don't watch me shrink. It's not like he jumped and landed head first in the lava. No, he had to work. The lava had to work its way from his feet to his face. He screamed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. That scene haunts me to this day. Just watching that man stand there and shrink into that lava. And the amount of pain. Let's see. Vulture has a... Worst 25 disaster greatest disaster movies. 
Yes. What is on this list? This will be the last thing we do. Then we get out of here. What is on? What are the twenty five disaster films? Start All from right, twenty five. Number twenty five, two thousand twelve. Okay, that's accurate. It should be there. Um, twenty four and twenty three deep. Twenty four is Deep Impact. Uh huh. And twenty three is Armageddon. Okay. Now in the in the top five, Twister needs to be in the top five. We gonna see. Okay. Earthquake from 1974. Mm, okay. Uh, 20, 22, 21 is The Last Days of Pompeii. It's old in the movie. Yeah. Uh, 19 and 20. 19, uh, is, uh, 19 and 20 is Dante's Peak and Volcano. They were like they both came out in the same year. They did. They did both the same shit. Jumps. We put them together. Yeah, they, they basically was ripping each other off. Uh, let's see. The day after tomorrow is seventeen. Mm-hmm. The, Another the one old from nineteen thirty-seven. I don't know what this shit is. Wait, which which film? It's called In Old Chicago. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's nineteen thirty-seven. Um, this one I've never watched, but they tried to put a romance in a disaster movie, and nothing made me want to watch it. And that was Pompeii that came out in two thousand. Yeah, that shit was trash. No, no, Pompe- yeah. fuck Pompeii. No, I don't know how that is this high on this list. That was when or they were even on, on the list. That was when they were on their Egyptian film kick, and they kept doing like Roman Greek or just films influ, and they kept casting white people to play Egyptians. So it was already offensive. There's another movie called Only the Brave. That is not a fun one. That is actually trying to follow the true story of motherfuckers who do disaster ass shit. Nope. And nope. 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 Not gonna watch nope. that. Thirteen. Very underrated disaster movie. Some people don't even put in the disaster movie. I put it up there. Perfect Storm. Perfect. I enjoy the Perfect, Perfect Storm. Perfect Storm. You know why they don't put it as a disaster movie? Because it's based on a true story and it's actually a good film. It's actually a really good film. It is. That's why man, they don't put you, it up you, there. Yeah, you had you you felt something, man, when they're going up there and she was trying to call them like y'all need to turn around. Turn around. The, the radios weren't working, and, and they wanted it. And she was like, "God well, damn it!" They got to put. Uh, it was a lot. If they got Armageddon on here, and they got, if they got Armageddon, and they got Perfect Storm, then they got to have Everest on this list. Mm, let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm just gonna skip to number one and go backwards. There we go. Skip all these. Number one, boo! Titanic. Seriously? Seriously? Definitely at number one. Man, Even though the, the second half of Titanic was hilarious, the way people died, that nigga hit the propeller. Bruh. Funny to this day. <laughs> it's always funny watching him. <laughs> that nigga. Better choices uh, could have been made. He didn't have to hit that propeller. <laughs> this one is good. Tower Inferno from 1974. That is good. I've never watched it, but I know about it. It's bad. Man, the top of this movie, this is stupid. No. Poseidon's Adventure, that's the one Are where you the. fucking uh, serious? The, the, the thing went upside down and shit. Boo. I remember Poseidon did uh, Adventure. Ooh, one I wouldn't put up here, but was a good movie. Contagion was a good movie. Man, go ahead. It's it. it's okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's dry. It's okay, but it should not be on here for a disaster film. Come on. But man. no, we got to do Tears of Death for Dante. We got to do for Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's put Deep Impact. That's an asteroid hit. Oh, yeah, we got to do Deep Impact. I feel like we gotta do uh, Event Horizon then too, which is bad. But oh, Event Horizon, the one where they go and see the little little 
little gold yes. copper ball. Yes, yeah, like Deep Impact. And so the way Volcano, the way Volcano and Dante's Peak came out together, Deep Impact and Event Horizon came out. Like but Event Horizon one day in space though. Yes. And they met. Yeah, they went to like the Event Horizon of a black hole and shit. And then it was like they they saw a little little, little a copper alien ball yes. that made copies of them. Yes. <laughs> They they literally found a alien fax machine, <laughs> and that's, they were like, "We we got this shit." Uh, but I wanted to do that to tomorrow. Um, you know, I think I'd rather do Armageddon. Deep Armageddon. I might do Armageddon because that was funny. I can't uh, watch volcano. Armageddon. I, can't. I gotta do volcano though. We got we got to do volcano and and what's the name? Wait, what? So it's it's Twister not on this list. It wasn't, and this this is why I threw the list away as trash. What else is on the list? How is Twister not on this list? I don't don't tell me how it. Well, maybe because they don't call it. It's literally a disaster movie. Like, how is it not a disaster everything movie? Everything didn't get blown apart and stuff. Hey, I agree with you, sir. That's just like I okay. Is you. the where is is the film about the random tornadoes that keep popping up in here? What was that movie? Oh my god! What was that movie called? What is this movie called The Wave? I don't remember this movie. Oh my god, the one with um Chloe, what's the name? Moretz? I think that's Fifth Wave, actually. Yeah, that's Fifth Wave. Yeah, that's what the aliens were coming. What the fuck is the wave? Uh a Norwegian geologist, Christopher Joner and his family. It like must be another, it must be a foreign movie. It's a Norwegian catastrophe film. Which now makes me want to go and see it. I don't know about it. It's a it's a Norwegian movie, and I kind of want to see it now because that means I haven't seen it. That's all. What is the Tornadoes movie? Oh my god! When they just when Tornado yeah. just kept popping up like oh into the storm. That's what it was called. Tornado just kept. Oh, popping the up. one with uh shorter girl from um from um Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And shit. tornado that shit just it just kept. They had like five tornadoes dropping the same time. <laughs> that, shit was, that shit was stupid. In a two mile <laughs> radius, it was like we're surrounded by tornadoes. Oh, uh, oh, I remember Poseidon in two thousand six. I don't remember Poseidon. That's the one with the ship. Like the ship gets capsized and the cruise uh, ship. I try to think. There was a disaster film with. Uh, is, is it her name? I thought it was Rachel something. She's in St. Vincent. What is her name? I don't know if you've seen St. Vincent. Uh, the film with Bill Murray in it. Oh, um, not, not St. Vincent. Um, what the fuck is the name of that film? Bill Murray's being an asshole to the kid. It is called St. Vincent. Bill Murray movies. But exactly that what I just said was a, a terrible way to try to figure out which Bill Murray film. I watched uh, Screws the other day. That is an underrated film, and it has some really questionable jokes in it. Uh, St. Vincent was the film. What is the name of the prostitute? Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts was in a disaster film that was based on a true story where her and her family... Oh, The Impossible. Like, yeah. Her and... Uh, her and... Uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Uh, was he in it? See, she because she yeah, got told I'm looking, to fuck I'm up. looking at the title right now, man. Yeah, she she got told to fuck up in that movie. Yeah, I kind of want to start with yeah, Death of Tomorrow, and 
you know, I'm gonna 12 because both of those death of the Mars is one of my favorites though. All right. I'm going to put, I'm going to put a list together right now in Evernote. Cause we always do this and then we don't never yeah, remember. Day after tomorrow. Hold on, hold on. 2012. Hold on. Yeah. And like volcano. What if I'm a <laughs> log man taking to my fucking notes. I can't get to my damn notes. It just says I'm logged in, but I can't get to my notes. <laughs> the hell? Oh, I might want to click open Evernote. How about that? Get a job, little nigga. How about that? All right, let's see. Disaster Films Podcast. All right, so we doing Volcano and Dante's Peak in 2012, Twister, Into the, not Into the Storm, um, Perfect Storm. I would say into the storm as well because it's so damn stupid. Yeah, I feel like we gotta start with the stupid ones. Deep impact, death, like because some of them, some of them have some emotional resonance. Event Horizon. All right, so that's so. What else we got? We got volcano Dante. Oh Spook, man, this, this, this dude San Andreas too. Oh just, yeah, San. Just, oh yeah, we gotta do San San Andreas. Day after tomorrow. What else? What did we miss? Uh, you said Poseidon? I mean, that's enough to start right now. We're going to do some more. Oh, Armageddon. Did we get Armageddon? I had not. Armageddon. What was the other one that was like Armageddon? Oh, yeah. Perfect Storm. Perfect Storm. Because like. Armageddon was hilarious. That's where they go to space and die, right? Yeah. They go uh, They go to space. They get miners to go to space. Cause... <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? Because what they needed to they do had was enough, they had player. enough time to teach miners how to become astronauts, how to go to space and survive in space. Then they did teaching fully astronauts with military training how to dig a hole. Oh, and intelligence. You know how smart you got to be to be a fucking astronaut. You know what I mean? Like I like you. We, like I'm not saying they would have been the best, but you literally just digging a hole to to put a bomb in. Like you ain't got to be precise. <laughs> and then once we get through the serious ones which by serious I mean films that take themselves seriously but you're not supposed to take them seriously then we can start adding the like parody disaster films I feel you like the one with all the Judd Apatow actors in it uh which one was that let me see I'm sure somebody's like screaming it into the show right now they're like it's so and so. Oh, the one with Seth Green and all that. Uh, Seth, not Seth Green. Uh, no, he's in it. Yeah, Seth, but I mean, the one Seth that had like all Hollywood was in that bitch. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the goddamn title though. I typed in Ze- I typed in Seth Rogen disaster movie, and of course the disaster artist keeps coming up. Yeah. can't believe they made a movie about a dude who made a terrible movie and then wanted to like nominate it the end this is the end yeah that's when michael cena got slapped by rihanna yes because he smacked on the ass i mean worth it i mean yeah <laughs> it's just <laughs> worth it and that sounds terrible and that is sexual harassment 
But if you go get smacked in the face by Rihanna, you better have touched a thigh or a butt or something. You probably gonna die. I feel like she would have shot you. In real life, I feel like if you touch anything on Rihanna and you do not have permission, you are getting killed. Rightfully so. You should die. You see, there was there was another movie that wasn't this and this is the end. It was called something else, like the end or something. The world's end. What's that? Let me see. I don't remember the world is in. The world's in is one of those um, Simon Pegg films. I think it's actually oh. part of the trilogy. Was that when they? Were, yeah, that's one. Of the, that's part of the trilogy. Wasn't that when they were doing like a a, a bar crawl though? I guess. Yeah, they, they were doing a they were doing a bar crawl. I don't think they had, I don't think it had anything to do with in the world. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then World's End. Yeah, it's one. Of, yeah, it's one of his things. But the World's End was like, I want to say that's the name of the bar they were going to. It was like a bar crawl. Uh, I want to say. Cool. Not exactly sure. All right, I think we got a good enough list. We should. We just gonna have to double up these films. Like we have to do Volcano and Dante's Peak together. We have to do Perfect Storm and Armageddon together. San Andreas. Uh, I thought like, like there's another there's another junk that has an asteroid in it, so we got to figure that one out. There's another film with an asteroid. Yeah. Hold on. Try deep. Yeah, I think it's Deep Impact. It's deep. So you want to do Deep Impact and Armageddon? Yeah, we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna if we're gonna do the two volcano films. We might well do the two asteroid films together too. All right, so Deep Impact and Armageddon. So what do we do with Perfect Storm into the storm? Because they both got storm or what? I don't. Nah, man, get... Perfect Storm was too good of a movie to put with in into the storm. Yeah, we gotta like, do into <laughs> the we gotta do into the storm with Twister because they both about tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, San... and both, they don't take themselves that seriously. And then I guess we do San Andreas with 2012. Oh man, they do 2012 and 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 what? Man, I don't know. They came out so close that. together. I feel like you gotta do them together because they were like a year apart. What San Andreas in 2012? Yeah, they weren't that close. Let's see. Did 2012 even actually come out in 2012? I want to say it came out 2011, 20, yeah, because it was right around the time that people, you know, everybody thought the end of the world was going to happen in 2012. Mm-hmm. Looks like it came out that's 2009. When it, that's when it was talking about, like, everybody, like, the end of the world is coming out Bruh, in 2012. Bruh, this film made $769 million. Jesus Christ. Jesus, it had a $200 million budget. It made $769 million. That is ridiculous. I didn't think it made that much money. Jesus but. Christ. So then you just need to go see Rampage so we can do San Andreas and Rampage together. <laughs> just, yeah, I might I might go see that this weekend. Films I'm not doing, Geostorm. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. This motherfucker was outrunning the storm in a Geo Metro in a film called Geostorm. I refuse. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think that's so fitting. 2012. Made more money than San Andreas. 
What do you say? 2012 20. made more money than San Andreas. I can see that. I, I mean, Rock, it shouldn't have. The Rock is in San Andreas. John Cusack is in 2012. Oh my God. That's amazing. Day after tomorrow. I don't know. We got a list though. So we'll figure out when we're going to record this. Lord, my fucking headphone cord started moving down my shoulder and it felt like someone was touching my arm and I'm the only nigga, one in this room. Nigga, man, I done had hair fall down and be like, nope, something crawling on me. I have the only nigga in this room and it felt like somebody's finger was moving down my shoulder and I thought it was over. I was about to get up and punch the air. <laughs> you had every right to. Oh my god! All right, y'all. I don't know how we did it, but me and Twan did a full podcast, just the two of us, abandoned by our other hosts. We were able to pull it through, and now That's y'all, right, man. Now y'all got a disaster movie podcast out of it. Yeah, now we look. Now we want to give you more podcasts. This is why they don't need to leave us alone. We just keep adding more work to our work. Disaster pie coming soon. I don't know when. But to after Twan sees Rampage, he's going to see Rampage. Yes, I probably could see it this weekend. Yeah, like that's I said, Movie Pass is a great thing. That's what Movie Pass is for. I got to renew mine. I love the, the, what I love about Movie Pass is they were like, if you don't renew, you got to switch your uh, card because my I got a new I got a new bank card. So they Movie Pass was like. Your bank card isn't working. We're not able to charge your account. If you please don't hurry up and switch your card, we're going to have to end your service with us. And we really don't want to do that. We love having you use MoviePass. Da, 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 right? So they kept doing a countdown. Every week I would get a new one, new one. You need to change your card. You have 14 days left. You need to change your card. You have seven days left. You need to change your card. Your card is going to be canceled tomorrow. So that was like a month ago. Now I'm getting emails like, hey, hey, guy, we never left. We're still here waiting for you to come change your card. You know, anytime <laughs> you want to update it, it's right here, baby. We kept it open just for you. You're so special. We're your friends. Come change your card. All it needs is a little update. I'm like, they ain't, they, they can't afford to let me go. They need me to stay. Hey, I got the, uh, what, I think when they dropped the, uh, the they price. dropped the price, mm-hmm. and it made it so you had to pay like yearly. I just gave them that one like eight nine dollars or something. It was like six ninety five a month, but yeah, you paid it yearly. Yeah, you paid like yeah, that was the thing. You paid the whole like the whole lump sum up front. Like it wasn't like Keisha got hers for my so she she's still getting charged like monthly. So am I. I was gonna do that for yeah. Ashley though. I was gonna do just the whole year thing. So we can just go, and pretty much everywhere around here, you can use it. Even people are like AMC doesn't take them anymore. Our AMC did. A- AMC like it's mostly AMC in the in the real big markets, but you can find a movie theater to take it. Like I didn't have, we didn't have a problem finding a movie theater. There's, I want to say at no, I don't think I think every movie theater around here takes it. Mm-hmm. And I ain't had no problem. I went to the place and he was like, you know, we, I got one car, my girl got one car. We were like, we got to buy the ticket, you know, separate. Cause we we're trying, you know, to see. He was like, oh, y'all got to move past? He said, oh, yeah, just give me both your car to do it together. Get this shit straight. Makes sense. And then, like, you know, again, move this. I don't know why y'all acting funny. Like, y'all still getting paid. 
movie theaters don't make their money off of ticket sales anyway. They make their money off of people going to concession stand. That's why the price. That's is what I'm saying. High. So if 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 movie pass is gonna get more motherfuckers to come to your movie theater, what are you complaining about? And why and you're not losing any ticket sales? Like, what you complain about, bro? That's why they do screeners. Like, I don't even understand why sometimes theaters don't want to do screeners. Essentially, what you're getting is people coming to see a movie for free at a packed. It's gonna be a packed theater, and because people work ass backwards as fuck, when they don't pay eleven or twelve dollars for a movie ticket, they're more willing to spend forty dollars on food, and they do it every time. It's insane. Like they will raid the concession stands at the screeners we go to. You like I walk. I usually walk in like maybe ten minutes before the movie starts because our seats are reserved, so I ain't got to worry about not being able to get one. Man, when I walk in, it be it be half the theater in line at the concession stand getting food. So they making they making hundreds of dollars off of a screening that they might have made, you know, a, a couple hundred dollars less off of from just ticket sales. And most of the time, when people have to buy tickets for multiple family members like that, they don't buy a lot of fucking food. I seen one dude. He had like three big popcorns, three big drinks, and nachos. I was like, that's easily thirty five dollars. Yeah. They be they be like, go get your brother, tell him come back, help me carry this stuff. It's all profit right there. That's all it is. Overpriced food is mediocre food. Overpriced as fuck. Drinks are overpriced as shit. Uh, one of them cups for them drinks cost like ten cents, and they charge seven dollars for it. Capitalism. Like I said, I I get my popcorn even though I know it's overpriced as fuck. I mean, it's, I'm you might as well. Yeah, but like, yeah, you know, I ain't under no, no illusions. I bring my own drinks. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, you you remember? I used to bring my own pipe, man. I used to. Oh yeah, a little fold free up the tub, man. Here. I used to sneak that shit back in, man. Yeah, Ashley will put the Ashley will be like, "You think they're gonna catch these bottles of water in my purse?" I said, "Have you ever been to the movie theater and they checked your purse?" Maybe I went to one movie theater and did that. That was when we was on the uh, the base, on oh, the naval base. They checked. Base. I was like, "Well, damn." I ain't never been to a theater when they check my nothing. It's, a, it's a, like for screeners, the only thing we get sometimes, they'll be like, they need your phones. Like they'll take people's phones and they'll bag them. So that you can't take them in. I still don't understand. Like, I don't understand why they think fighting piracy is keeping people from doing damn telly rips of your fucking film from the seat of a theater. Like nobody, if that's yeah. how people ripping your movie, you ain't losing no money. Cause people who watch those weren't coming to see your film anyway. Yeah. That I don't know who convinced people that people who were gonna come see them films, the their films end up watching cam versions of their film. Those people were not coming to see your movie. Yeah, cause I look, I'm not about to go and watch some handheld version of Avengers. Hell, you know what no. I mean. That ain't that ain't about to happen. I remember like trying to do that one time with like Spider Man. I said, nope. Because if I if I can't see the clear while well, I'm gonna watch it. I guess I don't know. The, the days of piracy, the way they are ripping films now is they getting them straight from the screeners that y'all be sending out to people. That's where they're getting them from. They're not getting it from no damn camera in the movie theater. Kind of shit. Those days are gone. Your uncle sitting in the back with a full body camera. 
some shit mounted on his shoulder the whole movie. And ain't nobody see him sneak that shit in. Yeah, okay. Uncle, why you sitting on the tripod? <laughs> oh, boy, I'm about to go get some popcorn. Go give me a free movie and some butter. Fuck out of here. All right, y'all. This has been the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. Uh, I don't know what the name of this episode should be. It probably should be Ramblings of Ramblings. But we'll figure it out. We just talked about a whole bunch of just mess tonight. This is what happens when you just leave two hosts here. This show probably should have been 45 minutes long, but we had nothing else to do. I've been sitting over here editing covers for Insecure um, episodes that I'm about to post on YouTube. So I done got all my covers for my Insecure episodes done, which puts me ahead of the game. Now all I got to do is upload them to YouTube, and then people can uh, listen to those in preparation for season three, which is supposed to be returning soon. Uh, shout out to everybody who watches Handmaid's Tale. That's returning like April 25th this month. Uh, we'll all be depressed by watching that greatness of a show. I might have to. Uh, I might have to catch up. Uh, I got Hulu now, so I'm have to watch that. Hulu got a lot of sleeper shows that are good, but Handmaid's Tale is probably their best show. It, uh, you got Handmaid's Tale. You got The Path. Um. You got casual. There's a bunch of shows on Hulu originals that are actually good. So, yep. But yeah, Handmaid's Tale is a rough watch. That is a tough, tough show to watch. It is really good, but it is tough. And other than that, we'll holler at y'all next week. Where's my 40 Acres podcast? Thank you for the support. If you want access to more shows, I'm telling y'all right now, these uh, disaster podcast episodes, they're going full premium. We got to actually go back and rewatch old disaster movies to do this, which means I got to find them, which means we're going to have to pay for some of these. I'm going to have to end up paying for Into the Storm. I know uh-uh. all these films ain't on stars. And I would know if they was on Netflix because I'll watch some of them. You know what? I'm about to go. <laughs> I'm about to go cut. Uh, go to my uh, local stuff. See if I can get a, a used DVD of some of these movies, right. man. I might have to Amazon some of this shit. Nigga, I found a brave little toaster on DVD. Wow. And on Amazon, I brought that shit and watched it. That is a depressing cartoon. <laughs> I remember it being sad as a child, but it's some levels to the brave little toaster, man. And it is dark. It's a dark ass cartoon and the dude who did it is the is the guy who ended up doing toy story ah so like if you watch it you can see you you can see where some of the concepts with toy story came from because they're right there in the uh the the characterization or the personification of the appliances that i was like i watched i think i did a video i did a i did a story or whatever on Instagram while watching it, me and Ashley. I think I did like for like 15 minutes just watching it and talking about what the hell was going on and how deep that shit was. Fucking air conditioning unit had a heart attack and exploded in the wall from being sad and angry. Nigga, what? I'm telling I'm telling you gotta watch this shit. What? There is they they the the the, the fucking appliances 
end up going to a repair shop and they make it seem like a, a torture, like a, a, a murder and butcher shop where he takes the appliances and the way they show him like ripping the guts out and installing them in the other shit is very like a science, a crazy science experiment. And they're like, we have to skate before we get murdered. That's too much. It's dark as shit. It's like, it's like watching Toy Story 3, but amped up with darkness. And Toy Story 3 is already dark. They already had like the fused together toys. That's too much, man. That's that's way too much. Way too much. I gotta watch that shit again because the songs is good too. They had a whole lot of dark ass songs. All right, we out for real now. I'll holler at y'all next week. <laughs> God, I'm about to go downstairs and watch the Ray Little Toaster again. I'll holler at y'all next time. Um, yeah, support the podcast. Where's my 40 com. If you're listening right now, you stay to the end, tell a friend. And if you want to catch up on Insecure, be checking in about a week. I'm going to start uploading episodes from season two. I don't, I, I kept trying to find season one. I, don't, I guess we didn't do season one recaps of Insecure. I couldn't remember. If maybe we, we did, did them. On, maybe we just did them on the show. I think we just did one episode. Yeah, I think we just did one episode and we didn't do them like every we didn't do them weekly. We didn't start doing that until season two. So, yeah, I'll post all the season two ones, though. And y'all can check them out on YouTube, and they'll be available on the podcast as well, the 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 feed. Y'all can deal with them there as well. So, we'll holler at y'all next time. Peace.